Hey everybody, I'm Tammy Davis, a teacher and a writer finding lessons in everyday life. I'm really happy to be working with my 81-year-old friend, Mr. Calbert Johnson, on these podcasts. I hope that you will enjoy his insights and his wisdom as we chat about a different story each week. How are you? Hey, Mr. Johnson, how are you? Oh, I'm doing great. I am doing fantastic. Good, good. Well, I hate we got a little bit off schedule, but, you know, I'm back to school with all of this plexiglass and masks and corona precautions, so that kind of messed us up. I saw the pictures that you put on with with your classroom. Oh, my goodness. yeah. If, I go, if I go back to my classroom days, we had a pot bedded <laughs> stove. <laughs> we won't go back that far, though. That sounds like another story. What do you Well, think? yeah, we, did, we didn't even have electricity, but let's, let's oh, go on. Let's go on with, another well, story for another day. But that's I'm so, right. I'm so excited to talk to you about. Um, the stories that I have been working on about major capers. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking oh, forward to this coming weekend in Bishopville well, in Lee can, County. Can you tell us a little bit about the parade on Saturday? I know it's Saturday morning. I well, the parade, the parade starts at 9 o'clock. And any veteran that uh, has ever served in any armed forces is invited to come and attend and uh, join in the parade. That's wonderful. To actually they're gonna, be in the parade? To actually be in the parade. Oh, if they that's can still, wonderful. They can still wear the uniforms. They're welcome to wear them. But huh. they're going to have groups for the Navy, for the Army, the oh. Air Force, Marines. and It's just going to be a good thing. It's, I love uh, it. Now, where do they, do they have to let you know ahead of time? No, 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 no. Up? Just come to the... Come to the Presbyterian Church on Main Street in Bishopville, and somebody will tell them where to go, and just so join in. Let's go Church on Main, Main Street, Street, right? In Bishopville, right? And they just show up. Show and up. Be a part of the parade. Join the parade. Major oh, Capers like is that. going. Major Capers is going to be the Grand Marshal. Oh. Uh, they're going to go down to uh, to where the relief is going to be. Uh, Shown and uh, I guess uh, unfurled so at the park at the memorial park. Is at the memorial Street? park, right? And that's going to be yeah. It's uh, yeah. no at the yeah. uh, on Main Street. I go straight down Main Street. Oh, straight down Main Street. Right. Okay. We've, we've got right. A, a military memorial park there, and okay. uh, going to be speeches and. Uh, Major Capers is going to be honored for his birthday. I don't think he uh, knows it yet. Oh, but okay. uh, it's going to be a big thing. And any oh, veteran, we'd love to have the veterans come. Well, I'm trying my best to help get the word out, and um, it's just it's it's just a wonderful celebration. And he is certainly a man that deserves um, to be honored. You know, the he more- certainly does. Um, you know, I don't even know if you remember this, but a while back, you and I met in Camden because I needed to drop off some books to you, and you handed me that brochure. Do you remember that? Oh, yes. I remember and, it. Yeah. And you told me a little bit about it, and you said, Tammy, it would be great if you could, you know, write a story. 
And the more I started reading about this man, he's just fascinating. And I'll be honest with you, really, I was just going to do it as a favor to you. Um, And, you know, Bishopville is always good to me. So I wanted, you know, to do something for my hometown. That's right. Um, But as I started researching his story, you know, as you know, one story has become in has become two stories and there might be a part three coming up but he's just fascinating and then when I got to talk to him on the phone um oh my gosh we probably talked for an hour and I feel like I could have just talked to him all day he's just fascinating well I have I've met the gentleman we had a dinner for him a couple of years ago I've had I've had the pleasure of meeting him and he's an outstanding individual but I'm like you, I did not know the story until I started reading up here recently. And, you know, he's 83 years old. I'm 83 right. years old. Right. And we both lived on the farms in the country. Well, his father was a County, right. right. Now, my parents were not sharecroppers, but my mama picked cotton all day long. Sure, sure. And we are the same age. And. It just kind of related to me, and I related to him in his early yeah. years, yeah. not not in his military years. Right, right. But uh, his military, it's just fascinating what he he's done and what he's gone through. And, and I, I don't just, want to give away the stories because I think you're going to read part one and part two, but um, I'm just so thankful that you handed me that brochure that day. Well, I remember I'm, it was burning up hot. We were in the parking lot. And I'm just so glad that you, that you, you know, to- told me about him and about this celebration. And Well, I'm, uh, just, I'm just thankful to you for the articles you've written. I know I put a lot on you. I didn't mean to. But, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you. If you didn't. Because what, what, you have, what you have done has really brought it out. And, uh, well, all I've done is tell the story. I mean, the story tells itself. And it's just fascinating and um, I was telling my daughter I said Laura I'm just because she said mommy you're spending so much time on this story I said I want to do it justice you know I mean this man is truly a hero um, and so I wanted to do my very best so um, well I think I think it tells the story of him and there's other people involved in it uh, the uh, Darius James Yes. involved in it, Ronnie Williams and yes. the people that got together and got all of this together. Well, it's to just me, a fascinating story. story of how they did it. Uh, it. To me, the real story is about how one life affects another. Exactly. You know, and, like in part one, I talk about the family that took him in when he was too sick to travel. They oh, I'd, no I'd love, I'd love to know that family. I'm dying to know. I, I'm, I would, I'm dying to know who that was. But they had no idea the impact that they were going to have. And then in part two, um, you know, that that's the, the part about him being in Vietnam. He he accepted that he was going to die. You exactly. know, he was the right. last, last man left behind and his men would not leave without him. Exactly. And I couldn't right. go into too much detail because, you know, my space was limited. But it, to me, it's just a testament to how. One life affects another, and oh, and the story in part two where the man they picked him, you know, to be in the photo shoot, but the man had two broken legs, 
and couldn't stand up straight. And so a soldier got behind him and literally said, you know, I've got you. You know, right. I've got your back. I'll exactly. hold so to me, like the theme of his life, perseverance, obviously, but then just how we never know how one life, you know, affects exactly. another. And, but, you and know. Ha- having met him, I can tell you, and you talking to him on the phone, you know, but having met him, I know he's one of the finest gentlemen mm. that mm. I have ever met in my mm. life. Mm-hmm. And you can't help but respect him and look yeah. up to him. Yeah. And just be thankful for what he has done. That's right. That's right. That's exactly right. And, you know, I think I put this in part two. You know, when he was young, he was, you know, saving lives as saving lives, you know, as a soldier. But now as a mentor and through his, you know, work with PTSD, he is still saving lives just in a different way. You know, he's shaping lives, shaping the lives of young people. So, um, I'm just thankful for men like him and I can't wait to meet him this weekend. And, and I'm thankful well, that you're going to read the story so we can share them, um, with people. Um, well, I have enjoyed just reading the stories that you've written. Yeah. And, well, uh, you know, he has a book. That's where I got lo- a lot of the information. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we probably, the name of the book is Faith Through the Storm. And I just downloaded mine onto Kindle because, you know, I, I needed it quickly. But I also plan to order, I want a hard copy of that book because I want to get his autograph. I want him to sign it. Um, he's impressive. He's impressive. Very impressive. Yeah. And, you know, they're going to make a movie well, of his I life. Know. And so he already has a documentary, which y'all got are the documentary, but they're going to make a movie. It's going to be a major movie out of Hollywood. And he told and me, and he told me I could tell it that Jamie Fox has signed the contract. So exactly. I up to make sure that I was right about this, but you know, Jamie Fox was the one that did the Ray Charles, you know, that was all right. And if movie. I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, it's another South Carolina connection. Is Jamie Foxx from Georgetown? I don't know. I'll have to look that up. See, I you're all just be. too ahead of me. You're it just, ahead it, of me. It just, it, just, it just goes from one person to another, but it's <laughs> all surrounding major capers, and I'm just looking forward to this weekend and the things that's going to be happening in Bishopville and Part one of an American hero. He had no birth certificate. When he needed security clearance to join the Marines, the U.S. Federal Bureau of Investigation made up a birth date for him. August 25, 1937. Those 83 years have been nothing short of remarkable for James Capers, Jr., the son of a sharecropper from Bishopville who advanced from private to the rank of major in the U.S. Marines, breaking many barriers on his journey. In his book, Faith Through the Storm, Caper says his chances of being anything other than a sharecropper like his father were slim to none. Little did he know the accomplishments he would make and the impact he would have on others. 
When Caper was a little boy, his father got into some trouble. Caper says he's not sure if the offense was serious enough to get his father lynched, but it was serious enough for them to need to get out of South Carolina. And Baltimore made sense. Capers was too sickly to travel, so his parents made arrangements for him to stay behind with a white family whose lives were not much better than theirs. In the early 1940s, this tremendous act of faith and testament to human character, as Capers defines it, was socially unacceptable, to say the least. Caper said the family had the decency to take in a black child and care for him during a time when it could have cost them everything they had, including their lives. When I first started researching Capers, I wanted to know who the White family was. Having grown up in the same hometown, the chances were good that I would know them, or at least know of them. I wondered how many other black families that may have helped, but those details really don't matter. The only thing that matters is what they did, and what they did was remarkable. They changed the life of one person, so that person could change the life of others. And Caper did just that. Through his service in the military, he opened the door for other African Americans and continues to support victims of post-traumatic stress disorder. Caper doesn't know what happened to the family and regrets that he never got the chance to thank them. He's always known that the family's sacrifices contributed his successes into the man that he became. Back in the early 40s, that white family in a rural small town had no way of knowing that the sickly little boy sleeping in their bed would become the face of recruiting for the U.S. Marine Corps in 1967. They had no way of knowing that after being wounded in battle 19 times, their stowaway would use his experience with PTSD to help others. They certainly never dreamed that the little boy they agreed to care for would be nominated for the Congressional Medal of Honor. That white family couldn't see into the future. They could only control their choices. So when Caper's father asked them to take in his son, they made a brave, kind decision and said yes. In his book, Caper says that history as a way of forgetting good people and the little things they do that make our country great. Caper says he will never forget, and we shouldn't either. About 18 months ago, another Bishopville local, Darius James, was about to be promoted to Lieutenant Colonel when he stumbled across some information about James Caper Jr., how had Darius James never known about a man from his hometown who was the first African-American to serve in and command an elite force recon unit? 
Darius James knew it was rare for any enlisted man to receive a battlefield commission, much less an African-American, but Capers held that honor. How had Darius James missed these stories about the trailblazer from his hometown? Darius James knew James Capers' stories needed to be shared with others, so he reached out to G. Wetzel, editor of the Lee County Observer, who reached out to a volunteer with the Lee County Veterans Museum, Ronnie Williams. Once Williams reviewed Darius James' research and read Capers' memoir, he put a plan into place. Because documents have recently become declassified, it's easier to share Capers' story. Thanks to Williams and other volunteers in Lee County, we can all learn more about Capers' remarkable journey. On Saturday, August 29th, veterans from all over the country will be in Bishopville for a parade and the unveiling and dedication of a bronze relief of Major James Capers, Jr. And the young man from Bishopville who initially sparked the interest in Capers, well, he was able to get in touch with the legendary man who inspired him and asked him to be a part of his pinning ceremony. Of course, Capers was happy to do the honors. One life always affects another. Countless men and women from small towns like Bishopville have served our country. Capers' impressive career was full of firsts. It is good and right for us to honor his work and tell the stories of his life. Now, more than ever, we see the ripple effect of a good deed. We see how the life of one can motivate or encourage another. We're all in this together. Now, more than ever, we need to remember that. Our country needs soldiers like James Capers Jr. and Darius James, and we need kind-hearted families who try to do the right thing. And we need hard-working volunteers like Ronnie Williams. Now, more than ever, we need to think about the way we are impacting our neighbors and act accordingly. To James Capers Jr. and Darius James and all the men and women in between, we thank you. May you motivate, motivate, and inspire us all to do better. Part two of Tammy Davis's stories on an American hero, Major James Capers. In the 1970s, he was the face of the Marines, literally. As part of the Ask a Marine campaign, recruiting campaign, that is, his photo was plastered on billboards, posters, brochures, and ads. Other soldiers stood in the background, all in their dress blues, but James Capers Jr. was the focus. Here's what Americans didn't see. Capers had been injured in Vietnam and struggled to stand up straight during the photo shoot. 
another soldier stepped in to help. One man helping another the way it should be. An 83-year-old veteran with more military honors than the average enlisted man, Major Capers has found himself in the spotlight many times. He is the focus of a documentary entitled Major Capers, The Legend of Team Broadminded, and recently signed a contract with Jamie Foxx for a major motion picture. No wonder. After much research and a lengthy interview, I see why Fox and Hollywood want in. I asked Major Capers to tell me about a time when he felt most afraid. He chuckled and called me delightful, but I think that was his way of calling me naive or innocent. This man fought in 50 missions and got injured 19 times. Risking his life was a way of life, probably the same with many soldiers. He told me about a time in 1967 in Fulak when he faced certain death. After the most intense fighting he had seen in Vietnam, all 39 members of his team were wounded and their service dog King had been killed. Time to evacuate by helicopter. Only one man could be lifted at a time, and hoisting was a two-person job. Capers remained on the ground, fending off attackers with his M-16, when he realized he was last, with no one to strap him in. He accepted death, but his men refused to leave him behind. With two broken legs and serious blood loss, Capers tried to strap himself in, but he was too weak and fell to the ground. Some might call what happened next luck, but Capers calls it divine intervention. Somehow, some way, after two attempts, the hoist held and Capers made it safely inside the helicopter. Movies and the media love sharing the highs of Capers' life, but he insists on revealing his lows as well. He thinks it's important to tell all the stories. In 2003, his blind, diabetic 40-year-old son died in his arms from an appendicitis attack. Shortly after that, he lost his wife to cancer. They had just celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary. Capers says he never thought of taking his life, but admits he had lost his will to live. He tells of a time when he boarded a plane in the dark on the way to California to begin working on the theme broad-minded documentary. While he never wished for death, he admits he would have been at peace if the plane had gone down. A personal low for sure. By the time he landed in California, the sun had come out, and men like Capers believes it always does. After the loss of his family, even with a broken heart, 
he pressed forward and continues to do good work. He formed a foundation in honor of his son to help other families with special needs children. He worked with veterans who suffer post-traumatic stress disorder. He mentors young people in Jacksonville, North Carolina. He saved lives as a soldier. He shapes lives today. Capers is a hero, no doubt. At 83, he may not be on the battlefields of Lebanon or Afghanistan or Vietnam, but his work today is equally as important and heroic. Now, more than ever, our country needs strong men with strong values. The face of the Marines in the early 70s and the face of America's best today. Capers could fill a book, and he has, with his adventures, but he is always quick to point out the people behind him and beside him, one man helping another. The story of the Ask a Marine photo shoot, where the soldier helped him stand up straight, feels like a perfect metaphor for the life of this man. From a sickly sharecropper's son with no birth certificate to a decorated war hero with a contract for a major motion picture. His life seemed like something straight out of Hollywood. Early years in Jim Crow South. Dangerous military missions. Personal crisis. Capers has gotten knocked down plenty of times, but... His life story teaches us nothing if not the value of perseverance. I think Capers would tell us, even in our darkest time, we have to get up. Capers would say we have to keep moving forward. And as dark as the night may seem, the sun will always come up in the morning. <laughs>